Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alt Left. This is episode 114. Episode 113, you may have noticed, is missing from the lineup. Uh, it was taken by aliens. Kay can attest. That isn't true. It went to live on a farm upstate with other podcast recordings. <laughs> Where it'll be happy and joyous forever. Don't worry about it. Just think about your new podcast. There never was an episode 113. This never happened. I want you to so stop it's this been a, uh, it's been a hell of a week. Week or two since uh, we've been here. Um, I mean, let's let's just go ahead and hit that low hanging fruit. Uh, Mitch McConnell is uh, on his. Speaking of biting the farm, right? He's on his way to the farm right now. Uh, man had a stroke mid sentence. It was pretty fantastic. He's the second most powerful man in the Senate. Period. And he can't get through stringing together a barely coherent sentence without having a stroke. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's a perfect example of why. You- there needs to be some sort of term limits, really any sort of term limits. Uh, but the fact is that when it comes down to it, nobody ever really wants that. They're going to want to be as old as they can and grip that desk as long as they want. It's like that uh, Onion article of the uh, cobweb-covered uh, skeleton gripping desk. Un- expects to seek 15th term. And that's all it's ever going to be. Yeah. I mean, they decide their own term. They'd have to put forth a constitutional amendment to even make that happen if it was going to be applicable outside of their own rules, uh, if they were going to be held standard to it. And that's not going to happen. People are going to vote themselves out of power and wealth. Uh, even if uh, they're Dianne Feinstein, who gets wheeled in like Stan Lee in his last year to press a button real quick and just constantly looks around going, where am I? Uh, who are you people? Yes, these are, it, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Strom Thurmond, same thing. But, at least, you know, at least Strom Thurmond was cognizant. He was a hateful old son of a bitch, but even when he was 512 years old, he was still like, well, the South will rise again, and I still don't like Negroes. Like, at least, like, he he was he had the same message he did when he was 20 years old. He was just a, a piece of shit his whole life, and he was consistent. But with, with these guys, it's not. I mean, like, they are clearly deteriorating to a place where they cannot govern or function. I mean, Mitch McConnell was literally standing there wobbling, trying to put a sentence together, and then just fucking went to screensaver mode for 30 seconds until they dragged him off stage. And they bring him back like 10 minutes later, and the reporter's like, hey, um, are you okay, dude? What happened there? And Mitch McConnell's like, well, I'm just totally fine. My health is in great shape. I did not have a stroke. I just took a mouth break anyway next question and, he, and this is this is the dude who's fucking helping run the fucking senate this is the guy who's responsible for fucking taking away women's rights to body autonomy right this dude has been instrumental in demolishing the last threads of our democracy over the last 15 20 years and now he's struggling to even continue to stay alive, and we are still keeping him in the upper halls of power. Yeah, and uh, Diane Feinstein isn't any better today. They were at a uh, hearing for they were working out the details of some appropriations bill, and uh, she it got to be her turn. And basically, it was essentially a roll call. And uh, instead of just saying "I," which as well as she really needed to do just to advance the bill, she started in on a speech that uh, apparently didn't actually even have anything to do with that appropriations bill. And then a couple other senators leaned over to her and said, no, no, just say aye. 
And unfortunately, even if he was removed, which the Republicans aren't going to do because the governor of Kentucky is named Andy Bashir and he's a Democrat and he'd be the one that would uh, appoint the replacement and there's no way they're going to give up that other seat. He's going to be there till they die. Um, I don't, let's see, I think he's, he's up for re-election next year, right? I am, I, I don't know, either next year or it's going to be, um, yeah, no, it should be 2024. Yeah, I think 2018 was his la- was the last time he was up for a re-election. So probably the party will spend the next year trying to get him to gracefully retire while still dragging him out and basically weekend at Bernie style. And that's the- and that was one of the first memes I saw about this, as they did one to Feinstein a few months back as well. But I think and they're going to want to should have retired decades ago as well. Oh, absolutely, she should have. She most definitely should not have run again. I didn't vote for her last time. Actually, I don't think I voted for her. I want to say at least the last two times, maybe the last three. I think I voted for her in what was it? 2000. I think I voted yeah, for I, vote for I think I voted for her the first time I was able to vote. I believe that was right. It was uh, it was I yeah. her a boxer. I forget who was at that time. I have done a flat boycott of Democrats the last two elections, so that's when I would have stopped supporting her. And by the way, for those of you who don't live in California, Diane Feinstein is our one of our two state senators, and she has been there. God, did she, didn't she come in the sixties? Uh, no, I think it was the seventies or eight. I think it was the eighties. In the seventies, she was not the eighties because she was like she was like instrumental in like the, like the women's rights movement. Uh, I know she uh, she was mayor of uh, San Francisco before she was in Congress. Let me look her up real quick. That's right. I forgot she was mayor of San Francisco, wasn't she? Uh, she was first elected in 1992 to the Senate. Before that, she was the mayor of San Francisco for 10 years. And before that, she was the president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Yes, I guess it was just for mayor of San Francisco. You know what? I'm, I actually, I'll bet I'm thinking of Barbara Boxer. Yeah, that's probably right. I'm thinking of Barbara Boxer, who was the other California senator who did actually retire when she should have. And she was the one who was instrumental in civil rights. But yeah, by the way, Dianne Feinstein was born in June of 1933. She's 90 years old. And I'm sorry, this conversation is not ageist. It's just not. 90-year-olds should not be running the government. Even if you want to say, well, you can't assume all 90-year-olds are in cognitive decline. I mean, fine, everyone past 40 is starting to hit cognitive decline in some way or another. But yes, you're right, because it, look at Bernie fucking Sanders. He's still kicking ass. Like, sure, there are old people who are doing awesome. Um, but even even so, and I would, I would happily sacrifice people like Bernie on this altar. Because I'm sorry, if you're 90 years old, you are completely out of touch with the modern society. You just are. Like, there's just there, there is no way to be that old. And still understand and not be from you're now like four generations back. Like there's no way you can you can understand and grasp and and truly grok the needs uh, of people under middle age. You just can't. Um, that's just that that's how humanity works. And even if some can, which sure again we can talk about Bernie. And there's he's not the only old codger who's awesome, but. Um, the majority of people will be completely out of touch, and that's not how it should be. I mean, these the, 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 they didn't put limits on age for federal office because people didn't live that long, right? P- they were worried about young people coming in. They wanted you like they when they made all the, the limits like thirty and thirty five. Like to be a senator, I believe it's thirty. 
Yeah, it's uh, thirty president for a senator. It's, yeah, and it's twenty five for a member of Congress. But yeah, by that time you were already kind of old. Like that was considered middle aged. Like people didn't live much past sixty or seventy. You didn't have ninety year olds running around the halls of power. That was incredibly rare. Yeah, and the other thing about it was when it was originally set up, and it's the same with the Supreme Court. Uh, well, the Supreme Court, yes, it was a lifetime gig, but again, you're, it's the same thing you were talking about. They weren't supposed to serve more than a few years because they were supposed to die after a few years. Yeah, but, this was supposed to be their retirement gig. Yeah, but when it came to like Congress and the Senate, and Congress especially, it wasn't supposed to be a full-time gig. It was supposed to be they'd show up, they would meet basically over the summer, and then they'd go back home to their lives. It was supposed to be a part-time job anyway. Yeah. And once it became a full-time gig, which, don't get me wrong, if you're running a government that oversees the lives of, you know, a third of a billion people, it does need to be a full-time job. There still needs to be term limits on that. As, yeah. And as soon as that became obvious, there needed to have been those breaks put in place, and they never were. And I don't think they ever will be, really. At this point, no. Uh, the train's left the station on that one. We we will not get term limits on senators. Um I doubt we'll get term limits on Supreme Court, which we also should have. Um, and there is a good argument to be uh, put for why it's a lifetime appointment. The whole reason for that was so that you wouldn't ever have anything to go to, right? So it was to make you a little less bribable, um, or at least that you wouldn't be trying to set up another career for when you're out of it. You're supposed to be completely focused on the task at hand and do it to the best of your ability. Sure, but Clarence Thomas has shown us that that is certainly not the case, as he has Absolutely. definitely enriched himself since taking office. Yeah. And I would be okay with saying that they could never hold another employment. Like, that they could never... They, all they can do is speaking engagement and write books. Like, that's it. You know? I would be okay with them teaching. for the rest of their lives like, anyway. I would be okay with them having, like, a professorship or a guest lecturing thing. That sort of thing. Like, if they wanted to teach after... Okay. Guys, fine, you can parlay your years of uh, judgeship into teaching the law. I can see that, but I agree with you. Otherwise, they shouldn't be able to sit on a board. They shouldn't have any other place in the government. They shouldn't be able to be a lobbyist or any of that. Yeah. Um, term limits are good. They're there for a reason. And when you don't have them, you get things like Feinstein and Mitch McConnell running the goddamn government. Uh, in other news of um, people who shouldn't be running the government... Uh, and nepotism and things like that is Sarah Huckabee Sanders back in the news, being a piece of shit as always. Uh, she just signed a bill into law this last week uh, that is requiring, this is now law, right? This isn't like something that's been sponsored. Now this is going to be, this is what they did in Arkansas is a test bed. They actually want to make this, the federal government is interested in this. Um, but the law requires large social media companies to institute age verification checks for all new users. Now, this is, again, just like everything conservatives do to erode freedom and hurt people, it's always under the guise of protecting children, right? Her quote is even, is another step in protecting our kids from the hazards of the internet. But it's horseshit. Like, the, so the law is called the Social Media Safety Act, and it's going to require large social media platforms like Facebook or, I guess, Meta, TikTok. Um, they're going to have to contract with third-party vendors to perform an actual age verification check. And this check isn't solve a CAPTCHA that only old people understand. Like, you're actually going to have to upload your ID. 
Yeah, I wouldn't even do that with, uh, I used to smoke a pipe years ago, and I had there was this brand of tobacco that I really liked, and you could only get it in a couple of shops, and then they stopped carrying it. So I looked for it online, and in order to buy it, I had to, I would have had to upload my driver's license. I'm like, no, there's no way I'm fucking doing that. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so now in order to, you know, a- access the fucking internet or any kind of social media, you, they want you to upload your ID. So... I mean, again, we already live in an age where there is no anonymity anymore. If the government really wants to find you, they can track your IP no matter how many proxies you go through, that kind of thing. But it makes it a whole lot fucking harder. By uploading your ID that ties to a social media account makes it way easier for anyone to track you who wants to follow what you were saying and thinking. And I don't mean to sound like a Dale Gribble here, but that's fucking terrifying. No, it's absolutely terrifying. It's Honestly, it's sad that... uh, the older I get, the more I realize that Dale Gribble was right about a lot of things. <laughs> he was right about too many things. <laughs> he definitely wasn't right about everything, but like more than he should have. Yeah, and it's, I agree, it is, it, it's entirely terrifying, and I think if it's successful in Arkansas, it will absolutely go national, and it'll be one of those things that uh, both Democrats and Republicans will agree on. It'll be one of their bipartisan things to protect the kids. Well, with the wink and a nod of, well, now we know where everybody is at all times. Because despite their rhetoric about uh, personal responsibility and right to privacy and all of that bullshit, you know, unless you're a woman or a person of color or anything other than a straight white male. Anything they don't want you to be. Yeah, the Republicans absolutely want to know where you are at all times. That's That was the entire point of the Patriot Act, and not enough of them said no. Almost no one said no. That is also true. You know, I remember, fun thing about the Patriot Kids, it was written during Clinton's term, and he rejected it. Uh, the Patriot is often touted as the America's reaction to 9-11. No, it was sitting in a drawer, and 9-11 was the perfect time to implement it. It was written years and years before. Yeah, it passed the Senate with a vote of 98 to 1. The only one that voted no yeah. was Russ Feingold of Wisconsin. And probably because he was confused. Eh, no, I wouldn't think so. Russ Feingold was a young guy, and then he died in a plane crash. Ironic. Kinda. Well, don't worry. Distracting you from all of this, by the way, if you haven't noticed, is uh, aliens are real. Aliens are totally real, Drew. I I mean, sure. They're undoubtedly real. Statistically, they're, it's impossible for them not to be real, but they've never come here. And, I don't know. There and, was testimony. And don't get me wrong. Bodies I would, were found. I would love it if they had come. I have been interested in UFOs and all of those case studies basically my entire life. It was uh, the first couple of books I ever checked out from the library in my elementary school, and I've never really stopped. I want to believe in aliens, just like I want to believe in Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. But they're not real, or they've never come here. I'm sorry. It just hasn't happened. But there was a testimony. Some guy said they had bodies. Some guy that we should totally believe. Yes, and there's some testimony on saying that Democrats eat children in the basement of a pizzeria. What do you think the aliens are up to? Oh, they're the ones delivering the children. Okay. It's all yeah, yeah. coming no, together, it's, baby. It's all connected now. Well, Jim Caviezel will save us. Well, he'll save the kids. Yes. And once once uh, JFK Jr. gets reelected president along with God King Emperor Trump... They will shine the light on all this, and all you fucking sheeple will finally see. 
Um, but yeah, I, I find it quite interesting. That, like the, the rollout of this was really fucking weird. Someone pushed in the Senate to have a hearing about fucking UFOs for some reason. And the intelligence community and military said, okay. Uh, one of the things, and, and, and it's, it, <sighs> okay, join me on the tinfoil hat. And it's like, I mean, and I'm not, this isn't a, a unique idea. Lots of people on the internet, uh, TikTok and everywhere, all talking about how this is very clearly some kind of fucking distraction. Part of the testimony, which I can't even watch it all. I've seen clips. Like, I don't even know who the fuck is up there. They have like two dudes from the Air Force or the Pentagon. I don't know. I don't even know if you've seen who they are. Uh, it was, apparently, his name is David Grush. He served for 14 years as an intelligence officer with the Air Force. Oh, if you can't trust the Grush, who can you trust? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Grush is up there, Grushing it up. And he's just saying weird shit, and they're like, hey, do we have alien bodies? And he's like, well, I can't give you specifics in public, but yeah. I'm like, oh, do we have alien UFOs? Well, I mean, I can't talk about it in public, but yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay. You gonna give us anything else? Nah, just, you know, we got aliens, dude. Trust me, bro. Aliens, and then, really aliens, freaking aliens. One key question a senator asked, like, how did we pay for all the research into this? And he was like, oh, a misappropriation of funds. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, I guess I could feel a little bit better about the fucking Pentagon constantly losing billion dollars in audit. But doesn't it almost kind of feel like that maybe where they were going? Like, we literally have, we're at a tipping point of class consciousness in this country, right? We actually have unions gaining power and support again. People are getting real fucking tired of billionaires. Like, a bunch of billionaires went down in a metal dick and we all cheered for them to die. And, like, things are getting real fucking bad for billionaires around here. It's like, oh, well, you know, now people are asking too many questions about all the missing money from the Pentagon. It's like, hey, it's aliens. Don't you guys want to talk about aliens? Talk about aliens now. Put away the guillotines. Talk about aliens. Now, to be fair... Or am I out of left field on that one? Uh, no, I don't think you're out of field. And Not of left field. And to be fair, there was research into reports of UFO sightings that were done by the public... And that were uh, given by the public and given by Air Force pilots. It was called Project Blue Book. That happens back in the <laughs> Way 40s. Way back in the day. Yeah, it happened in yeah. like the late 40s and into... I believe there was a second one that was commissioned like right around 1960. So there was about a 15-year stretch where the Air Force did investigate that stuff. But they haven't done it in 70 years. Because the vast majority of them were, no, it was just experimental aircraft and people needed to shut the fuck up. <clears throat> and that's all it is. And yeah, I agree. It probably is a convenient way to distract against all of the growing labor movement that's coming. And it's also a way to hand wave the uh, misappropriations from the Pentagon, who they've, um, they're missing, what, a trillion dollars of their budget? Something insane like that. Yeah, it's like, no, that's what it is. It's just black site stuff and, you know, paying $50,000 for a hammer and 40000 for a toilet seat and putting Brent Spiner into Area 51 to go talk to an alien and then get choked out by him because that's his yeah, That was a documentary. That was real. I saw that. It was definitely real, yeah. And uh, Randy Quaid doesn't get the recognition he deserves because he saved the entire world. I mean, I can't wait. I, God, sidebar on this one. Like, one of the coolest alien plots of all time was in that movie. Like, aliens are always coming here to, like, conquer us and, like, you know, subjugate us or, or eat us or whatever. And it was like, this one was like, no, they're locusts. They just want us to die and they're going to drain all the planet's resources for a century or so 
and then they're going to go fly off and do it to somebody else. Like, I liked that. I liked that the aliens didn't give a shit about us. Like, they were just like, no, you're in the way. Fuck off. And they just wanted to blow us up. Yeah, there was actually a TV series in the 80s that was similar to that. It was called uh, V. V? Yeah, yeah V. <laughs> v was great. Yeah. Uh, except for all the anti-Semitism. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. But uh, the message was basically still the same, that, you know, you had these kind, polite guys who were here to come in peace, but no, they're here to take all of our resources and kill every last goddamn one of us. Also, they were reptilian. But, you know, we'll let that slide, because it had Michael Ironside in it. That's true. He is Canada's Chuck Norris. Yeah. He's awesome. I like Michael Ironside. I like that he's Michael Ironside and everything he Michael Ironside's in. That is true. I would like to see him in a comedy or see him be anybody else. Just to see I don't. If he I do don't. It. No. No, I don't, I don't want to see Santa Claus pull off his beard and see Dad. Like, no, I'm good. I like that Michael Ironside is always fucking Michael Ironside. Like, honestly, if I ever met him in real life, I'd be like, can you punch me in the face? I would, I would ask him to punch me in the face just so I can say I survived getting punched by Michael fucking Ironside. That guy's goddamn badass. And... Here's what I like about him, is he's not fucking nine feet tall, he's not fucking ripped, he's not a fucking quadruple black belt and everything, like, nope, he's just this bald old dude, and you look into his eyes, and you're like, that guy's seen too much, and he'll kill you. Like, I liked that about him, that there was nothing magical or supernatural about him, he just had that, that fucking, I will not lose any sleep over murdering everyone I've ever known in his eyes, but not as a total psychopath either. Like, he could always be reasoned with. He's just, look, he's got a job to do, man, and he's going to murder you. Okay, counterpoint, but okay, and here's my elevator pitch. Michael Ironside doing uh, something Shakespearean. Let's say King Lear. That'd be a really good one for his acting chops because, you know, the story of King Lear is an old guy who's out of touch and learns the value of the love of his daughters far too late to save any of them. So you get through, mm-hmm. he makes you cry. He does everything. He toys with your emotions, and then right there at the very end, he turns and he stares at the camera, and then he pulls off his mask and it turns out it was Gary Oldman the whole time. I mean, any, Gary Oldman supplanting anyone, I'm into it. That's, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do that. I thought we were going to be doing, like, the rock tooth fairy kind of thing with him, and I'm like, fuck that. No, no, no. God, no. No, I kind of like that. That's a good pitch. I'm into it. I think we've really derailed. This is, this is now <laughs> a uh, this is now a film critiquing uh, podcast, everyone. I'm okay with that change. Let's not talk about politics. Just don't worry about it. Just don't look up. <laughs> god, that was a great fucking flick. I actually haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. Oh my just, god, you need to, dude. Oh, um, oh, totally. It it looks really interesting, and it's definitely right up my alley, because I love post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic movies. It's just, it's one of those things where I could watch that, or I could watch something fun. No, it is it is hilarious, by the way. You actually will laugh all the way through it. Um, but it is 100%. If you hate billionaires and think climate change is real, you should watch this fucking movie. I will yeah. make an effort to do that, you know, soon. Watch that like this weekend or something. It's good. I, and all listeners, like, watch Don't Look Up. It's really fucking good. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to put this whole aliens are real thing into perspective real fast. Yeah, maybe we should do a viewing night with our listeners. Dude, I would be into that. Like that. Like we could watch Elysium. We could watch like just fun fucking. We could watch The Bugs Life and shit. Like I'm down. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, we could work with that. All right, listeners. I don't... Nobody emails us. Nobody comments. Nobody loves us. But if you care, 
We do have a Discord. Oh, they do talk to us. That's right. Yeah, they talk to us regularly. They just don't talk we to haven't us had, through email. Matt left the show a while ago, and ever since then, there hasn't been a Matt's mailbag, and so now I just assume you're right. We talk to our listeners all the goddamn time. Well, anyway, hit us up on our Discord. Um, you know our Twitter is the All Left Pod, so you can find our uh, our link tree there. Um, and yeah, come join our Discord and tell us if you would be down to watch a movie, because I would love to do a movie watch, like political movie, like even if it's satire or whatever, like political leaning movies like with uh with our listeners that would be fun as shit i'd be down yeah sounds good all right well to to round up the stupid uh let's get back on track and talk about everyone's favorite wang florida oh florida doing your best to try and out texas texas but you're not gonna be able to out texas texas i don't think i don't think no one no but i don't i think they've gone past that i think that was florida 10 years ago florida man like Florida is playing its own game now. Like, they're no longer trying to play cricket. They've invented baseball. No, they've invented Calvin Ball. They've invented Calvin. <laughs> so tell me how Calvin changed the rules this week, Drew. Uh, so the Florida Department of Education recently released uh, new history standards for onto their schools in the teaching of uh, black history, which... Just reading through it, there are some things that, you know, you read and it makes a lot of sense. You know, like it goes through, it talks about the Underground Railroad and the important figures there, the contributions of African-Americans into society, the uh, things that they faced in slavery. And then it veers off kind of in a left-hand direction when it talks about the uh, skills that slaves picked up that they could then parlay into successful lives outside of slavery as though that was the actual plan of their slave masters. And so they talk about things like, you know, painting and tailoring and blacksmithing, you know, the sorts of things that would allow them to contribute into society. And they do also touch on... Which, by the way, real quick, that is a common tactic of uh, enslavers and colonizers. Uh, it is called paternalistic benevolence, and it is the concept that you know better than them, and you are educating and civilizing the masses. You are bringing Jesus and electricity to the huddled masses, and they're better off with you, and you've done them a favor, actually. Yeah, uh, General Robert E. Lee talked about that in a letter that he wrote saying that uh, the um, black race's cruel instruction is necessary to, um, for their uplifting, and how long it will take is up to divine benevolence. In other words... They're going to be slaves as long as God deems it. I mean, to be fair, Lincoln wasn't far off from that thought process. Now, Lincoln was... Lincoln literally established Liberia because he said there was no way that black men and white men can live as equals on the continent because they're not equals. He didn't mean socioeconomically. He literally meant white people were the superior race. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Lincoln was certainly anti-slavery, but he was also a white supremacist. Yes, And that was back in a time when those two were, you know, mutually exclusive things. Like, you could be yeah, one and, and still be the other. And I don't ever want to hear, well, he's a man of his time. Everyone was like that. Look at fucking Thaddeus Stevens. They were badasses all the time. Look at the fucking Quakers. There was entire abolitionist movements who were ready to fight and die. Look at John fucking Brown. There were plenty of white people who were like, this is absolute torture and murder and horse shit and it needs to end right fucking now. I agree. So anyway, the uh, Florida... And that is my black cat next to me agreeing. <laughs> anyway, the uh, Department of Education also, you know, they continue on because they want the full gamut of uh, black history. So they get into civil rights and they talk about uh, the struggles that uh, were faced by the black community there and the uh, 
a backlash from the white community, and also they want to talk about the uh, violence that's been perpetrated by uh, blacks against whites as well. And don't forget, uh, violence. Anytime any violence um, towards blacks, like lynching or that, is, is is mentioned, there has to be an equal mentioning of the violence of blacks on blacks. Yes. So, black on black crime is the is the always go to for these assholes. <laughs> yeah, and talking about uh, developing your skills, I was watching a clip on I think it was the Majority Report yesterday. It was they were talking about an interview with one of the superintendents of the uh, Department of Education, and he was relating. Uh, anecdotal story or the story of uh, Frederick Douglass and how he learned how to read and that it was, you know, his mistress who taught him how to read, you know, just a few simple words here and there. And it was those skills that helped um, that he was able to then parlay into his speech writing and his fervor for abolition as though, again, this is one as of those. She was doing him a great service. Well, okay. To be fair, she kind of was, she married into a slave owning family. She herself did not own slaves. She didn't really understand it. She didn't really see uh, blacks as being inferior or not particularly inferior. So, you know, by Southern standards, she was actually fairly progressive. But then she was forbidden from teaching him any further by her husband. And the argument was, well, yes, but she did it anyway, and he never would have got that education. Well, yeah, but he would have got that education if he wasn't a fucking slave in the first place. Yeah, but <laughs> it still required slavery. When it, uh, when it comes down to it, there are good things because you always want to make something somewhat palatable in order to shove in the other parts that are controversial and terrible and really just a lie and they're going to start indoctrinating middle school kids into this so that by the time they get to high school they've already got their preconceived notions and that's when it's really hard to change opinion yeah that is the entire purpose but it's fine i'm sure the uh federal government will step in any day now and say, okay, this is horseshit, change your curriculum, or we're going to. Oh, totally. I, I absolutely 100% believe uh, that uh, Biden has those kind of balls, and the Democrats uh, will totally, totally uh, stand up for this. Yeah, any minute now. Just vote blue harder. You know, they're not going to do it until 2024. They need your support, Drew. Just vote blue no matter who. The Democrats are going to come around any day now. Most definitely. I await with bated breath. And on that day, I will get out of my wheelchair and address the Senate and say, Who? No, just vote I. <laughs> just vote I. Anyway, that's our show today. Uh, y'all are great. Thanks for being here. I know it's kind of a short one, but, you know, Kay is gone because he was abducted by aliens along with our missing podcast. So uh, wish him well. Uh, he will be back uh, next week. He's just getting a little bit of a uh, little bit of a little bit of butt flossing going on in the UFO, which is totally real and is absolutely not a distraction. So keep looking up, and we'll no, no, be here next week. Up. Oh yeah, don't look up. Sorry, sorry. Uh, don't look at missing money either. Uh, just look at Hunter Biden's emails and Donald Trump's bathroom, and be focused on that war. You don't want class war. You want culture war. Culture war is all that matters. Just keep it going. Culture wars are more fun. They're entertaining. But anyway, we love you. Take care of yourselves. Uh, take care of each other. And remember, everyone, the revolution is you.